This is On the Block with Brent Axe, live from the ESPN studios in Bristol, Connecticut, brought to you by Dave & Buster's in Destiny, USA, McGuire Chevrolet, and Pathfinder Bank. All right, we are here with uh, the gentleman you hear every morning right here on ESPN Radio Syracuse from Golick and Wingo, Mike Golick, Trey Wingo, Mike Golick Jr., Gentlemen, it is a pleasure to see you. Thanks for having us here in Bristol today. Oh, thanks for being here. Uh, my first TV job ever was in Binghamton, New York, so Syracuse was where we all aspired to be. We were like, if we and, just and now, get to Syracuse. Now you're in Bristol, so I mean, it's the nightlife of uh, Connecticut, so you should be great here. Should yeah, all, it's a loss for you, yeah. just so you know. What do you really remember is. covering in Binghamton? Uh, Syracuse basketball, Syracuse basketball, Carolyn, and Syracuse basketball. <laughs> oh, also the, uh, the Binghamton Whalers, who won nine games out of 80 that year. Nine out of 80. Yeah, you Minor had to come League up hockey. with creative ways to talk about, well, they lost again. Let's <laughs> run the highlights. That's when you really learned how to do this, job, Woo! right? Yeah. So, gents, I wanted to start with, you know, so many people are curious about, you know, your process and how you prepare and how you get that show ready. And I understand, like, you watch sports, right? And it's, it's a continuous process. But when you really got to sit down and put the show together, what's that process like? Uh, we pretty much make it up. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, we, we, we have an email going amongst the staff and all Correct. of us throughout the day, and we all know what the topics are. It's just a matter of different angles to cover of the topic because you can talk about the topic, but then you like to dive into the different tentacles of it, so we all kind of get on the same page of that. But getting the topics isn't really a, a tough thing because they're kind of right there for you, except in the late June and Julys of the – as you, as you guys well know, those are the those are the times you got to get a little more creative. The Mount Rushmore days. Right? Yes, exactly. exactly. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I'm pretty list, sure we did. Season, right? We did pseudo division previews in some way, shape, or form today for the NFL upcoming upcoming season in the middle of June. It felt great. You know, uh, going off of prep, I'm not a morning person, so just hit me hey, with the shock. When, check my Twitter feed. <laughs> when, yeah. do you, when do you get here? What, what time do you get to the early, studio? Early enough. I get here about <laughs> five. Um, Trey gets here right around then, a little after. Yeah. This is actually a little bit better for Mike. He right. used to do a right. show four to six before that and then come on our show for a couple hours. So you actually get to sleep in now. Yeah, this has been a major upgrade for me. So I'm the same thing. I'm in at about five, and it was kind of relearning that because I used to come strolling in off two hours of radio. So I had all my best material already ironed out, and so now i got to get in here and kind of prepare the way these guys did, which is talk amongst ourselves, listen to sound, go over whatever articles we think are relevant. But I'm sleeping in an extra two hours. I am fresh <laughs> as a daisy. I want you to think about that. The show begins at 6. He gets in here earlier than that, and that's sleeping in. Yeah. His last <laughs> schedule was just hell. And yeah, we, sure was. I'm glad that the 30-year-old was the one doing it. Yeah, you're not kidding, because <laughs> the 56-year-olds wouldn't have been able to no. do it. So, Mike, how did you handle that? Because obviously so much of what we do and what we watch is at night, and then you're turning it around. Did you pull all-nighters? Did you <laughs> like What's the nap schedule like? How did you manage that when you got to be on the air at 4 o'clock? So morning? I started doing the show with a guy named Robin Lumberg, who works at SI now, and he had done it locally in New York for two years before that. And he said he broke it up because the same reason. I was you know, 26 at the time I started that, 25. Didn't want to sacrifice nights, want to be able to stay up. You know, I started the show in April, so it was in the midst of NBA and NHL playoffs and all these things. So you nap a little bit after before you get up in the morning. The alarm would go off at 2.45. I would get done around here at 7 or 8 as my time on Golik and Wingo increased. And then you go hoping you learn to nap really well. He stayed up. I mean, you stayed up to like midnight or so. He only got like an hour, hour and a half of sleep each night, and then he would sleep after that. He was on the two hours of this show. He'd go home and like do a night sleep 
during the day. So I don't know how the hell he did it. Well, Sleep. I, mean, I don't know what that is. Yeah, you guys. <laughs> but you guys know this. You don't really complain about it because the people that work the boards here and our producers and everyone who's on the true overnight schedule is working ten to twelve hour shifts in that time period and truly flipping their clock. So you know, it's part of it for everybody. It's usually a rite of passage in some way, shape, or form. And I got to do mine up here 20 minutes from my house, which is a lot easier. So you guys just added Fitzy to the mix as yep. well. Yep. You got four people interacting. and So how does that work? How do you know who's talking when and who's going to make those well, points? You just kind of feel it out. How does I, that I work? love the fact you're acting as this as if we actually have a plan. For every day. <laughs> we, I, I want to be clear. I, I think I, you're giving us way too much credit. We just sort of let this thing go, and organically it's it works out. Look, Jason has been a big part of the show in an ancillary way, yeah. really since the beginning. So bringing him in was not an issue. When we brought Mike in for the final two hours, as opposed to the first two hours, it also it just made it flow a little bit better. And I think that's the thing that Mike and I like is that it's just a bunch of guys watching sports, some seeing it differently, some seeing it the same, just bouncing ideas off each the other. The one thing, when we're all in the same you know rooms, it's easy because you right. have eye contact. We kind of know where we're going. We'll discuss with Jason before he'll do a what's trending of the stories of instead of all of us chiming in maybe my son will feel strongly about something more than we will so he'll chime in on that story and then when the blues were going through the, the stanley cup since trey worked in st louis gloria we would go, gloria. To, go to trey so <laughs> you, you kind of loosely have a plan in place and then as you guys would know radio is works the best when the plan is thrown out and you just kind of Come up with something, so that's what you usually Can't happens. tell you how many times yeah. you make a plan. Well, I go on at yeah. 4 o'clock, 3.55 comes, something happens, something there happens. goes that. Yeah. You know, what you just what did we go do this it? morning? Yeah. We had this finally crafted NFL segment we were going to do. Oh, we, we went to the tweets about the tweets, uh, if Twitter, what historical thing what is, should Twitter have been Twitter, around yeah. for. And then at one point off. we had like two minutes left in the segment, and you looked at me and said, uh, I looked at you and said, what is the NFL segment? You I don't know, that's your job. We'll do it next time. We'll figure it out next segment. Make it up on the Push it for tomorrow. Yeah. What's it like for you guys? Do you ever come in and say, listen, I've got the first opportunity to set the tone of a conversation after, you know, a big game, something controversial happens, you get first crack at it. Do you ever come in and say, I want to set the tone of the conversation? Well, I mean, we, we don't have to say it. We, we know we're kind of the first show to, to deal with, especially things right. that happen later at night that a lot of people miss um, or aren't awake for. We know that's what we kind of do. You know, I was doing it, you know, Mike and Mike and now doing it now. So that's been going on for 20 years, kind of the, the tone setter for the day. And we try to get guests along those lines as well to kind of set the tenor. So we're fortunate in that case. We get to do that. You know, if you're doing a later show in the day, you know, you end up rehashing a lot of things that have already gone on. I think that's the interesting part, too, is sometimes also because this show ends at 10 o'clock Eastern, we've gotten off, and then minutes later, the big story yeah, of the yeah. day has happened. Oh, yeah. And so now like, you're now the next morning, you're in the position of all the afternoon hosts where, all right, you're searching for the third or fourth angle to this, the thing you missed, the guest that might further the story in a lot of those instances. So that's the difficult part, but also kind of the fun one because we get to riff off what our natural opinion is being first at a lot of things. It's when you kind of kind of work for all right what's really at the heart of this that kind of makes it exciting what's the most recent story or what's the one that sticks out that broke at like 10 05 that <laughs> that you wish had gotten out oh, there like man. 15 minutes well, earlier something what well, something happened last last week right what, what something well, like right after we got I off mean, the air was the biggest there? story of this week and that happened over the weekend was saturday when anthony davis got right, traded right. to the lakers yeah. and so that happens <laughs> on a weekend and you know all right this is going to carry over it's a foundation landscaping changing story in the nba offseason 
that's going to be two days old by the time yeah. we even get to think about talking about it. So something like that that breaks on the weekend, you're yeah. immediately like, all right, well, we know where we're going. Now what do we do when we get there? We have to talk about it then, what we like to do. And we like to do this anyway with either our, what we're going to talk, or guest is how are you furthering it? Right. You know, don't just come on and tell us what happened. Let's look for someone who can take it down this road or down another road and maybe give some kind of new new angle to this. So Junior and I talked a little bit last year when Syracuse played Notre Dame. Trey, you worked in Binghamton, covered yeah. a lot of Syracuse. That was a butt-whooping, wasn't it? It sure was. <laughs> Thank I didn't God. expect sure that. Well, your quarterback got hurt, so that didn't help. Well, we thought Eric Dungy wasn't going to walk off that field, yeah. and then he comes out the next week and basically beats Boston College on his own. Yeah. Right. Super, super Dungy. It was incredible to watch. So, Mike, I want to ask you, I kind of know what these guys think about when we say Syracuse. When we Syracuse, when I say Syracuse, what comes to your mind? Um, I, I, a lot. First and foremost, I think obviously basketball and Bayheim. He's been a, a guest on the show a, a ton of times, and I've called football games there as well. As a matter of fact, the first not to get you know go back and talk about this, but the first football games that came back after nine eleven, me and and uh, Dave Barnett and Bill Curry, our, we call the game in Syracuse. Uh, that was our our the, for the first weekend back of football. So Auburn. that was. That Auburn was a game. real. Yep. Um, I'll never forget sitting in that. Then God bless America's playing, and we're up in the booth crying along with everybody else. It was unbelievable. So that place will always hold a special place in my heart for just. I'll never forget that moment. For me, when I think of Syracuse, I think of future ESPN employees. Because I'm telling <laughs> yeah. you right now, you can swing a seven iron without finding five Newhouse alums at this school, and obviously Mike Tirico. Those yeah. are the two things that come. I think that's why I was so concerned about the Notre Dame Syracuse game at uh, Yankee Stadium this past season. Not that I, you know, wasn't confident in Notre Dame's ability to win. My God, on the off chance that they lost, I would have to hear it going up and down the hallway that's here so for the rest of the calendar year. If you guys really had to pare it down, final question for you here. What is the topic and or the athlete you have talked about the most? Well, oh, I, I mean, I, I think it, it's LeBron. Yeah. yeah. Especially with when he ended up with the Lakers. I think, I mean, the hell, we moved people to L.A. to cover it. So I don't think there's any doubt that it's been LeBron. And then up there is probably Tiger because he won the Masters. And remember, this show is going on, you know, it's, it's not – that old yet so and tiger came back during the show and won the previous year and then won the master so and trey's a huge golfer but yeah i would lebron i mean i can't think of i think lebron and tiger are the two and then yeah. i mean the overarching thing i mean we did a list of playoff teams coming in in football this year i mean so lebron it would be lebron tiger and the sport of football i yeah. think that's the way it would work yeah out. I, I think with those things I, I think if i would look for topics it would certainly be the nfl protest dominated the landscape for such a long time and that was early on in our show that and I think pay for play in college sports and the many different ways, kind of like LeBron LeBron's had so many offshoots for him topic wise of the things he's been a part of and what he's changed about the NBA. I think from the time that I left college football as a player in 2012, already to where we are now in 2019, the landscape of how we talk about the rights of athletes and especially college athletes, because we know that's such a hot button issue has had so many different variations already. Gentlemen, it's a true pleasure to be here in Bristol today. Thanks so much for your time coming on with us here on the block ESPN Radio Syracuse. Those are fun. Thanks, Thanks guys. guys.